Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard and all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Marvin Keller Trucking is currently looking for drivers to expand their fleet. We have solo, team, lease purchase, owner-operators, and even part-time local positions available. Their solo drivers get up to $0.54 a mile. Teams get up to $0.58 a mile. Late model Cascadias and Mac Anthems available. Your health benefits start on day one. That's nice. No touch freight and 60% drop in hook. Nice. Want something different? Join the Elite Fleet. Four days on and four days off. Hourly pay of $20 to $25 an hour. Want to start your own business? Check out the lease purchase program. With payments as low as $345, you can pay the truck off and start hiring your own drivers. Want more details? Call 888-418-5161, extension 280. Marvin Keller Trucking. Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call JJ Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them TalkCDL sent you. Thank you. All right. What I hate the most is when I'm really pissed off and I'm either texting somebody or I'm writing in a comment section and I'm so wanting to get this message across and I'll type like this long paragraph and hit send or or enter mm-hmm. and then I'll look and I'll be like oh, like half the words are like autocorrect autocorrected me to like 500 different words and I'm like oh great that really got the point across <laughs> And what the worst part is, is I'm so pumped up on saying something that if I would have just looked at the comments, there's there's like 200 million comments and the post has been there for two weeks. So it's not like it's really that important to get it out that one second. <laughs> the, the whole post has been going on for two weeks. I could have taken my time. <laughs> But I was too pissed to look. Anyways. And, and, and at that point, people are already hitting the stop notifications on this particular post. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so you didn't even post anybody. Yeah, you're not going to go. Um, so check this out. Uh, listen to this. 
got this email this week, and uh, one of the emails, put it that way. But I wanted to read this one because it was pretty cool. Not that everybody's emails aren't cool that emails us, but this one was pretty cool. The guy's name was William Johnson. Pretty common name. Yeah. Everybody's like, I know him. <laughs> yeah, you all know William Johnson. <laughs> we all, how many William Johnsons do you know? That's that's a Bill Johnson, by the way. William is Bill. Yeah. That's my dad's name, Bill. My dad, Which too. is, your dad's is Bill also. Yeah, my dad, my brother, my cousin. And like, there's like my grandfather. four names in the United States that are really, really like, there's 25 million of them. Jones, Smith, Johnson, you know. So yeah, it's by William Johnson. And you know, if you're curious, it's probably the one you guys all know. So he says this, he says, been a long-time listener and love the podcast. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, he says, my CB handle is Ramblin' Bill. He says, I've noticed that more drivers have been using the CB again. Yay. Woo-hoo. Yeah. That's a, we've, been, we've been fighting for it. Anyways, he says, keep stressing the importance of CBs. I think you are making a difference. Oh, wow. So we get the credit. Yay. Right. And all the William Johnsons get the credit for the email. Yeah. All right. So anyways, Thursday on I-75. Now he's going to give us an example. Okay. Which is cool. Okay. It's like the follow-up. Mm. He says, Thursday on I-75 in Florida around mile marker 352 northbound. Did he, oh, he said Florida. Okay. Oh. I was trying to think 352. That's, that's, like, that's not far from us. I just realized that. Yeah. Right? Isn't Ocala like... 377 or something like that's that. That's what I was thinking, Ocala in that I area. I think it's somewhere in that area. Ah, oh, man, nah. I wish I knew the number. <laughs> All right. Thursday on I-75 in Florida around mile marker 352 northbound, there was a major accident that shut all lanes and the traffic was backed up to just over the crest of a hill. He said, I knew trucks doing 70 wouldn't be able to stop in time. I was telling everyone to do a brake check. A couple of log truck drivers thanked me and said it saved them. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. See, everybody's back on the CB, guys. Hey, the word's getting out. Anyways, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. A Heartland Express truck didn't hear me and had to swerve to the shoulder into the grass but kept it upright. He said, I came back that, I'm sorry, I came back that way two hours later and he was being pulled out of the mud. Two hours later. Yeah, he said two hours later. So a couple hours later, Heartland's being cranked backwards. He said, bet he wishes he had a CB on. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we've been saying that for years. And, and I know there's a lot of drivers out there that say the same thing. There's, there's a bunch of drivers that still say, screw that. I don't want to hear the language. I don't want to hear the BS, the bullshit. You know, and, and really, you know what that's code for? When when somebody says, I don't I don't need a CB. I got my app. And I got, I got my, my senses and my common sense, right? The guy that says that, that's code for I'm listening to my radio or I'm on the cell phone bullshitting with my wife. Seriously, that's what that's code for. I'm going to tell you right now, the guy that says he don't need a CB is the, do you, you know how many guys, that Heartland guy is such an example. Do you know how many drivers say, I don't need a CB. Oh, if you drive with sense, you don't need a CB. You know Honestly, I couldn't tell you, especially running on 80. You know 80, how curve, how you come around turns and you're curvy. Two, three o'clock in the morning, man. I've had drivers warn me, get out of the hammer lane. Get 
There's no app. There's no nothing going to warn you like a CB. Nothing. That's if somebody gives you a shout. Now, did he just say, did, did you say mile marker 342? No, 352, oh. I think he said. Why? What's 342? That's Bellevue. That's Bellevue? Yeah, that's right there at Ocala, Bellevue. Yeah, so it, it is in that. So, mm-hmm. so then the 352 would probably be more, um, well, it's below Gainesville, so it's just, it's just up. You know where it's at? It's, up, it's probably not far from the scale house. So, but anyways, thank you, William Johnson. That was a really cool email. What do you think, R? I think it was pretty awesome. Yeah. He says, he follows it up. He says, CBs save many lives a day, and the cars don't have a clue that is that is happening. He said, CBs are the best instant messaging devices. Thank you for what you do. Oh, this and this dude is driving for Crete. So... Thank you, Bill Johnson from Creek Carriers. We appreciate that. Oh, and he follows it up and he says, two million miles safe career miles. Wow. Good job, Bill Johnson, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And look, I respect, you know, people have their own opinions and, you know, their beliefs on the way they do things. And there's drivers that go their whole life probably don't turn their CBs on. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a driver that drives five miles under the speed limit. I don't know how it works. But I do know that when you're driving for a living and you're on that road 10, 12 hours every day after day after day after day, there's going to be moments. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, It's almost like, say, you're playing the lottery, right? If you play a dollar once a year... Okay, I would say you really don't need a safe net with your dollar. You know, but if you're playing the lottery every day and you're tapping out and you're playing 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 bucks, you're increasing your odds of hitting it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my gosh, if you're riding, the, if you're running the road at least five, six days a week, mm-hmm. you know, doing five, 600 miles, you've increased your, your chances that someday you're going to be involved in. The, at least running over something that fell off another vehicle that's in the lane, you know, just something that mm-hmm. if you'd have had your CB on, there's a you, you've increased your odds now of avoiding that accident versus not avoiding that accident. And again, I know there's people probably disagreeing. What do you got? Well, I think also not only could you be possibly increasing your, you know, like by using the CB, you're helping decrease your chances, but like he was saying, Bill was saying, you know, the, the log trucks said thank you. So now you're on like a first name basis with him? Yes, I am. Bill? Bill. Bill was saying? Yeah. Bill was saying. Bill. That's cool. Go ahead. So he was it saying. It sounded kind of weird. <laughs> like you knew the guy. <laughs> yeah, Bill was saying. Bill. See, I yeah. said Bill Johnson. Like, Mr. You know, Johnson. Mr. Johnson. No, so he ahead. was saying, you know, the log trucks were saying, hey, thanks. You know, because he was saying brake check, brake check. But the Heartland guy didn't. He ended up swerving off. But if you're going and letting the other drivers know, you could be saving one of those other drivers because they are then, you know, like they're just in the zone and all of a sudden across the CB it comes and it's, you know, shouts, hey, brake check or whatever the case might be in that manner. And they're like, get jolted away, go, hey, yo, wow, you know, or... You know, someone that wasn't paying attention and you are then trying to let everybody know and they're not having a CB on, but they're watching the tractors ahead of them. And then they see all these tractors starting to break 
they're at least getting something because all the people around them are paying attention where they were not listening because they didn't have something. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm going to tell you something just, you know, just to keep this ball rolling just for a few more minutes on on the safety things at truck drivers. First off, I see a lot more truck drivers on blogs and pages really sticking together. Mm-hmm. I mean it sincerely. You got a lot more advocates out there talking on truck drivers' behalves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of truck drivers are really kind of bonding together. And I'm, it's really great to see that. I'm seeing the brotherhood. And, you know, you've got the long-haul bandits mm-hmm. out there doing their thing. And people are, are they're, they're trying to, you know, do their thing. We're trying to do our thing. And there's many podcasts. There's some good trucking podcasts out there besides Talk CDL. And everybody's trying to really unite this thing. And I believe the truck drivers are, are truly starting to see that brotherhood thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you, 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 you are talking to your brother truckers that are not using CBs, uh, you know, I'm serious, make it a go. Explain to them why, you know, the CB thing is good. Why we should pick up our trash when we go into a, a truck stop. Why mm-hmm. we shouldn't be trashing things up. I'm serious because, you know, at one time, truck drivers were looked at as respected versus now it's a little different out there you know mm-hmm. I mean, it really is so and i think i believe truck drivers it's getting better though i maybe some people might not think this but here's an email saying hey man i'm i'm, I'm hearing more people on the cb now he clearly says it's it sounds like it's it's working people are starting to buy cbs and you know my advice is if you're going to buy a cb get at least the the level of the the uh, cobra 29 Okay, or the unit in that is on the same level and have it tuned and peaked because you definitely don't want just something from the factory. And if you really want to go, you know, uh, all out, there's all kind of uh, crazy CBs you can you can spend a lot more money on that really does what they call walking and talking. Well, that's if, if you're a driver that that really gets involved in it, you know, like you, you have your ham radio specialists and stuff. So if you're a person that gets really involved in your CB that you want to, to, you know, be on it all the time and so forth. Yeah. You can upgrade and, and go further into it. But if you're wanting to have it on so you can hear, you know, your surrounding, you know, 20, 30 mile radius or whatever you want to say, you know, then definitely, you know, you don't have to go all overboard. Just get something that's going to go for what you really need. I, I, look, let me just say this also. If you're if you're going to be a trucker, a shit-kicking, cowboy, spur-wearing trucker, you know, it, shit-kicking. it's it, shit-kicking. I was watching Ted Nugent on one of his videos here, and he's like, I'm just a good old American shit-kicking. But anyways, what I'm, what I'm saying is if you're a shit-kicking cowboy for real, and you're out there running the road like a real trucker. A road cowboy. That's right. If you're a road dog, I mean, that's, I mean, let's be honest. Most guys that are out there love being out there. If, you're, if you've been doing it long enough, you love being out there. And, you know, I've talked to many big trucking companies over the years, and, they, and they've told me, this was going back over a year ago, and they were saying, Troy, you wouldn't even believe most of these guys show up in orientation, and they don't even own a CB. He said it's so weird to even see this stuff because we were all used to, you know, traveling with our CB. So but what I was going to say is if you're going to live the life of, of a trucker, being a trucker without a CB is like going fishing without a pole. You know, it's like being a cheerleader without pom-poms. It's like... 
I don't know, everything. Help me out. Give him some comparison. It's like shooting pool with a broomstick, although I can do that. I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like you, going swimming without the water. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you know, being a, a CB is part of a trucker. You you really you really honestly need to get your CB. And again, for I mean, some of these guys. I'm gonna tell you. You want to know who the guy is that that thinks CBs are a waste of time? It's the guy that thinks he's smarter than everybody. I'm telling you, that's the guy that thinks CBs ain't worth a damn. I'm telling you, I've I've talked to those guys, and they all think everybody's stupid. I've listened to them talk. Well, not only that, but I mean, a lot of drivers like to say, "Oh, I don't want to hear it. it's nothing but a bunch of garbage on CBs." Yeah, that's true. It's a bunch of garbage everywhere. How many times do you get a solicitor call on your phone? Are you getting rid of your phone? Hey, Ruth Ann, that's a good point. And here's the other thing. When, when you were out on the road with me, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you were on the CB, uh, you know, you've heard, you've heard trash, okay? Of course it, I did. It is, it is what it is. It didn't make us turn the CB off. No. You know? It wasn't. I mean, I might have gotten into an argument or two with somebody that ran their mouth, but the bottom line is it really, it's a tool and it's part of truckerhood. I think I think when you're on the CB, if you have a total jackass that wants to do nothing but talk a bunch of filth, yeah. you just tell them, listen, we don't need to hear it. When, when we're driving and one of those drivers would come up, I would say, I'll use the ratio of the tens. Out of ten drivers, you might have two that just totally wanted to be the complete jerk. I don't not. even think it was that bad. Well, Maybe I'm, two out of like... 50 or 100 like you'd we'd go across three four states and not even hear an idiot but no you're right yeah but what i'm saying is it's it's you you have you're gonna have those no matter what you have them out there they're they're what i call the bullies no matter what they're going to be bullying just because it makes them feel good trash talking no matter who it is if it's a female if it's a male if it's if it's Joe Bob over there it's it's that's the way they are that's what gets them thrilled if it's rambling bill no, I'm just kidding. No, Ramon Bill's nice. He sounds he just, like a nice, respectable guy. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's, you know, my, just my advice, you know, and, and again, here, if you don't want to get a CB, don't. You know, that's your call. But like the Crete driver, not the Crete driver, but the Heartland driver, like like uh, Ramblin' Bill said, I bet he's wishing he had a CB on. Yeah. Or maybe even wishing he had a CB. You know, every day there's a truck driver that probably says, I'm getting a CB. That's it. I am getting a CB. Yeah. Maybe you don't even Rick. Maybe you have such a close call like him. He swerved. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. That's considered a DOT recordable accident. Yes, you go and wherever, whenever there's a tow truck involved, you've just now had what's called a DOT recordable accident. And I can assure yeah. you, if Heartland doesn't, fi- it does fire him. He is going to have a very hard time getting a good job. It's just the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. And like, like Bill said. See, you got a name, Bill. Yeah, I like Bill. But, nice. but like Bill said, if he would have had a CB, just imagine what that guy's thinking right now. I mean, for real. And who wants to, I, I, we don't want to be. His first thought was, how am I going to get the stain out my shorts? Yeah. Well, I want to tell you something, for real. I'm not here. I feel bad for any trucker that, you know what I mean? This happens to. Of course. Truly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, here's a, he could have been a truck driver that his CB was broken. He was on his way to get it fixed. You know what I mean? There, it could have been. It could have been. There could not have been even a his, very good. Yeah. Reason behind it. Right. He, he might not have been arrogant. So, you you just never really know. It's like when you everybody sees an accident, they right away blame the trucker instead of thinking, well, it could have been medical. You know. So. Well, and and not only that, but here's another thing with it when it comes to drivers with the C, without CBs, you have a lot of drivers out there 
not the ones that have been in it for a long time, but the newer ones, they don't really know the importance of a CB yet because they haven't been in the industry long enough to know the great benefits of them. So if you're a driver out there and you know using a CB is extremely important, pass it on. Tell you know, Ask a driver, hey, do you use your CB? Just to see. Maybe these younger pups out there need some, some guidance from some of you seasoned drivers that know the importance of a CB. All right. So here's what I think. I think a trucker in training, right, you have to go to school now. You have to put in, I don't know, how many hours? What are you laughing at? I don't like the way trucker in training abbreviates too. What? what? (laughs) No, a trucker in training. What? You're shaking your head like, what, Troy, you're saying something stupid. No, just, no. Well, well, it's a trucker in training. (laughs) So uh, let's just say trucker in training. (laughs) Why does it sound funny? We're, we were all a trucker in training at one time. What? Huh? What? I, I know, you're cracking up laughing. A trucker in training. Ruthann's got some kind of a sick joke on her head. I know she does. <laughs> so, and I'm not getting it. But I'm trucker not... in training. T I T. Oh, okay. So oh, that's so that's, in my head. Okay. So that's, then my head went right. Hey, that would be the... that would be a good organization. <laughs> so they still need the milk. <laughs> yeah. Trucker and train, T I T. Oh wow. Sorry. Bad. Gosh, you are bad. <laughs> but but that would be cool to see that Facebook page. T I T. All right. How many truckers would go after the T I T? No. All right. Now listen, come on, get back to this. So truckers in training. Not only should they go to the trucking school and learn pre-trip and backing and skid training and learn all about hazmat and all other garbage, I think they need to have like Billy Bob or every trucking school should have like some total dude with a big handlebar mustache like the Marlboro Man and a big cowboy hat on to give him CB slang and te- you know take him under his wing and teach him the stuff that the schools really don't. Have like a separate class. Like a Joe Dirt class. I'm they serious. The rubber ducks. Exactly. Like a, like a, a Joe Dirt or something. You know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, boys, now get on over here, and I'm going to tell you exactly what the hell truckers really like. Screw them sissy teachers in there. I want to teach you the real crap. I'm serious. <laughs> that would be cool. First off, get your CB or you're a bunch of pussies. I'm just saying, you know, it's just yeah. something like that, you know. Um, clean up your trash. If you're going to piss in a bottle, make sure. But no, seriously, I really believe that they really, look, I learned when my grandfather died, I went to a a trucking school, okay? But my grandfather had already taught me how to drive. I had already had a a Class C license in Pennsylvania when I was a driver as as a young guy, all right? I already knew. I don't want to say the codes, but I was already mentored by a truck driver that showed me w- what to do if you get into a, a jackknife, if, if, you're, if you're sliding, if you're, if you're uh, doing this. And the respect, okay, about flashing lights and braking and all the other good stuff, he already showed me that stuff. I believe some of these young guys, they're not getting that. They're, they're not getting the, the mentorship. I want to tell you something. This guy told me that wrote to me. I won't say his name because I don't want to embarrass the guy, but he told me, you know, we were, he was uh, messaging us on the Facebook page and we just BSing and, and we were talking about backing 
And he, he said to me, he goes, yeah, man, I really wasn't good at backing. I didn't know how. I, he said, I'm two months into it, and I've been asking a lot of the senior drivers for tips, especially at truck stops. And I'm thinking, what? What are you talking about, bro? Well, you, you seriously, you got your class A, and you're two months into it, and, you, and you're not even, he is terrified of backing. He said he looks for truck stops with pull-throughs. And I'm thinking, who, who mentored this guy? The school, these schools are not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're not teach. The schools should be obligated to teach these guys about CBs and about about some of the trucking etiquette for real. No, I agree. I do agree on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to go off on anything. I'm just saying it. It really needs to go there. So anyways, let's move on. I'm I'm done with the CB thing. Hmm? Yeah. Hey, I, I solved the problem in trucking. You did? I did. You want to know which one? The truck parking's problem. I solved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I need to pitch it. Let's pitch it on the show here. Okay. You, want, you want to hear the problem, the, the solve? This is this is like so beautiful, it makes sense. Okay. Tell Are you it. ready? Yeah, tell me. Are you peeing your pants? You're so ready? Mm, no, not yet. Okay, so listen to this. Every city, and I've said something sim- similar like this before, but every city, based on the percent of outbound freight you have, you should be obligated to provide so many free um, spaces, okay, with amenities like, you know, vending machines and bathrooms, you should be obligated. And I'm going to go I'm going to go to Atlanta and Chicago. The number one and two places for freight in the United States have been that forever. Chicago being number 1, okay? Chicago should be obligated to have fields of, of truck parking coming and going in, into that city. Atlanta should have, be obligated. Why? Because, because they're the ones receiving the freight. They're the ones producing. They're the ones making all the money. The heavy highway use tax. The truck drivers, I can't even tell you when it was not $550. Every year, trucking companies have to pay $550 per truck for their heavy highway use tax. It's a BS tax, right? Mm-hmm. For the roads. I'll tell you who should be paying that. The shippers and receivers. Shippers and receivers should be paying that. And the freight coming into that city should be welcomed to the truck drivers with, uh, hello, here's a rest area for you because we know you're obligated and you're probably out of hours and you've got to sleep here. Okay? Not like states like Virginia where they knock on your door after four hours in the rest area and want to DOT you or kick you out because they have a four-hour minimum trying to go against federal regulations. I'm just saying, depending on your city, if you have X amount of loads coming in that city per day, then you should be obligated to so many spaces for the guy that's, that is under rules and regulations where he has to go to sleep when he gets to your city if that is what where his hours are running out or he's bedded down for the night before, that city should be obligated to providing rest for that truck driver hands freaking down. And if you disagree with me on this one, I don't really care because I really believe it should not be on the trucker, especially the, the small owner operator guy. That's your mic dinking yeah. off. Well, move your tea, honey. There you go. It's hot pretty house. S- hot, hot cider. Well, you went and gotten so tangent that the whole table was shaking. You got my mic going and everything. Well, I'm just, it gets me in an uproar when I, when I see the, um, 
you know, I, I was talking to Rufus today, one of our friends that is mm-hmm. in trucking, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were all talking about it. And, 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 and he was, I said to him, I said, the 2290, I said, when, when was that at never 550? He's like, I don't remember. It's been 550 its whole life. And he even said, it's a BS tax. You know, Rufus is an owner-operator. You know, here's a guy that has to pay 550 Imagine if you're a trucking company and you have 1,000 trucks. Well, you still have a lot of freight. $550,000 every year you have to pay per truck. Like, if you're a company driver, most of you guys don't realize each truck has to be paid. All it is is above all tax. It's a a money that's sent in. It's called the heavy highway use tax. That gets paid. That shouldn't be be on trucking. That should not be on trucking. And neither should the parking. That, you know, you see more and more rest areas being shut down, okay, for whatever reason. I'd like to know what what who started charging drivers to park at a truck stop and pay for it. I mean, what what really started that? That's what I would like to know. I, I I'm going to tell you what I think started it. This when they mandated the ELDs last, I guess was it like 2018 January or 2019 January? It's it went into effect like only a year or so ago, where one or two years ago, where they went to. ELDs, it was all mandatory, and what happened was you turn your clock off, clock on, it doesn't shut off. It created everybody racing the clock all day to get finished, and so instead of like the old times where most people would 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 turn their, you know, just go into the sleeper, split split their sleeper and their drive time, they they would stop and start at different times of the day mm-hmm. where some guys might actually be driving for four hours. You know, and then be at a shipper for eight hours in the sleeper, and then start up later on that day, and and they end up parking at two, three, four o'clock in the morning instead of at three, four o'clock in the afternoon, like everybody now. Everybody's rushing. Ninety percent of all truckers rush to the parking spaces at the same time, and that's why I believe what happened was greedy truck stop owners. Every one of them. I don't know. Was it the pilot, the TA? I think Loves. I'm not sure if Loves even does it. I, I I don't know if they do. I don't think they do. But most truck stops. Okay. What What's the one here in uh, Wildwood? It's a uh, the one on the other side of the Steak and Shake. Is that a pilot? Yeah, because they have a two. They have, they have two, two pilots. Yeah. They have two pilots. So the, that one over there on that side, like the first so many, one third of the parking lot is all reserved. You got to pay for that. And so what happened was drivers were so desperate because that's how they get you when you really need them. And, you know, to be honest with you, that's just the way it is. They got greedy. The truck stops got greedy. And you know what? Somebody was just telling me that worked at a truck stop, the money they are making off the pay, they probably wish they would have started this long ago. It's insane. The money they're sucking out of the working man just for the parking. And some some drivers think it's not a big deal. But, hey, if you got to pay for a spot every day, that's going to cost you some friggin' money. It's less money that you'd spend in the truck stop, though. What do you mean? Well, if you're dishing out, I don't know, what, it's usually, what, 20 bucks a pop for the parking? I don't know. Is that what it is? That's what I heard. It was like 22 sometimes in that area for parking per night. Yeah, I mean, if, so if you're a guy that has a, has a uh, fridge and freezer... And a, um, uh, an APU where you can cook and you keep all your stuff in your truck. You're probably not going to go into a truck stop most of the time and spend 20, 30 bucks every day. You know, you get your f- showers free if you put in, I believe, 50 gallons or more probably. So, but you still are going to go in and spend some money. Yeah, you go and you maybe get something fresh to drink or you decide, you know what, I, I, 
I, I've been wanting to get the new road maps, or I wanted to get you whatever know, you, you buy you know, it there. I'm really wanting to get this. Yeah, you're losing money on the trinket stuff, or or the movies, or something else that the truck stops are selling. You know, because they're not wanting to spend all that extra money then, because they're already blowing a hundred bucks a week in in, in parking. So they're not going to want to spend more money on on inside your truck stop for other stuff. I mean, I just think that's ridiculous that they started. I just, I guess because when we were driving, you didn't pay for your parking. We, we did one time, one time in all my, oh no, twice. I apologize. I couldn't tell you where the, there was one in Connecticut or Mass we pulled into and it was like 10 bucks or something like that. But the Detroiter, I'll never forget that when I was, Gosh, I mean, I'm talking like 25 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was, pulled into the Detroiter and it was 10 or $15 just to park, you know, there. And I thought, wow, is that a racket, you know? And it was what it was. Um, again, it's their, you know, a lot of people say, well, who cares? It's their parking lot and their business. And, you know, they have a right to run their business the way they want to. And you know what? They're right. They really do. But to be honest with you, why? I don't like when people. Okay. If they have the right to take advantage their... there. Let me just say this okay. before you say that was not them meeting a need. Okay. What that was, what that was, was some greedy son of a gun seeing that, wow, they're so cramming in here. But I guess if we put 10 out there and start charging them $20, Per parking space, we can maybe make a couple dollars. And drivers were out of their desperate need for a space. It was a success. But by no means were you some genius truck stop owner thinking you're just business guru going to make a dollar because it was your parking lot and this is the way you want to run things. You took advantage of a situation. And that's why I have a problem with it. And again, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But I, you're not going to change my mind on that. It was done out of greed. And, and when someone's down, that's when we make a dollar on the guy. That's that's really how business, bad business, I believe, dirty, dirty business. That's dirty business to me. When Look, I'm going to make a, I'm going to tell you something. I went into Publix today, all right? And usually Hungry Jack and Aunt Jemima pancakes are like $1.90 or $2.25. Walmart, it's $1.98 for the, com no, there's a reason I'm saying this, right? They just announced that they're taking Aunt Jemima off the shelf, Okay, and they're going to rebrand her. Okay, why? I'm not going to get into. But what I wanted to say was, I went over to buy some pancake mix for the church today, and they didn't have Hungry Jack, but they had Aunt Jemima, right? Which is very good pancake mix. I looked down, and it's like double price, all because they know people are going to want to buy it maybe for a memory or whatever the case, right? Because maybe it's going to be worth something. Keep the box, the old box. Right? So what, is, what does Publix do? They, they, they double the price. Now, what kind of garbage is that? You're taking advantage of something, mm -hmm. you know, in a situation. Just like these truck stop owners, again, because they need it. Hey, when they need us, let's charge them more. Lysol did that, too. Who? Lysol. Went, oh. Lysol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when, when the COVID-19 mm -hmm. coronavirus thing was going get a around. Can. You couldn't even get a can under $10 in some places. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's called gouging. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you pay, when you charge someone for 
a spot or for a service, you know. There's nothing wrong with that if you'd have done no. it. If you would have done it differently. I'm not saying that's wrong. Right. But here's what I'm saying. Then provide security for that truck because they're paying for a spot. So that spot needs to either be spick and span clean. It needs to, you um, know, there's things that should go with it. But security should be part of it. No, I, I, see, I'm not even going to entertain even what. You know, you know them coming out and and even spraying the truck off and giving you a big smile and a and a candy bar. Screw that. They did that because they knew truckers were desperate, and that's no, really I, what it comes what down to. I, I I'm and saying one hundred percent of that. And I guarantee they took advantage of the driver needing to have a space. So what they did is they they are now charging them to be able to park there to comply with the FMCSA. And they do have security. You know why? Because they know that other truckers were just pulling into those spaces and just taking them as they seen them. And so they realize we need security to at least be out there making these guys move. So, yeah, there's definitely security patrolling that area for sure just to stop most of the truck drivers that might pull in because they're so tired and that's the only spot open. They're, they're watching the spots. They're not watching the trucks. Well, I mean, these are these are these truck stops have security i'm just saying i you know i'm not going to beat this horse it, it just it just irked me the way that went down you asked you know the bottom line so what do you think of my solution like you know if if you're I atlanta it's the greatest solution if you have if you're the main hub for 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 the freight coming in and out then yeah the driver should you should have you should supply a place for the drivers to go to while you're and, and even if it's a fact that you have a um a, a type of like a day cab or something like that. Driver pulls in, parks the truck, your little day cab comes in, takes the trailer and says, okay, we'll be back in so long and we're going to go and unload you. That way the driver don't even go into your city. Let this let the little jockey come in and take care of everything. Yeah. All right, well. I was just trying to get a little further there. I know. I just <laughs> kind of lost it. Anyways. All right, so look. Uh, word of the day. Do you have that? I do. Let's, let's go to that. Let's go to the word, Ruth Ann's word of the day. I shouldn't say Ruth Ann's word of the day because you get it from, what, what's the name of the place you get it from? Word Genius. Word Genius. Mm-hmm. So at least we plug them. Word Genius. Word Genius. And uh, Ruth Ann, what is the word of the day? What was that last one that meant um, beanery? Mm-hmm. See that? I remember that. Beanery means a small, cheap restaurant. Well, maybe not small, just a cheap, a little cheap mm-hmm. hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. A beanery. Have you truckers been eating at the beanery? The, well, if they're pulling it at a truck stop, that's no beanery. That sure isn't cheap. Okay, go ahead. What's the word of the day? Kelter culture. Kelter culture. Huh? Helter skelter. <laughs> what, what did you say? Counter culture. Counter culture? Counter culture. Okay, go ahead. Well, what? That's a, say it fast. Counter culture. Counter culture. What is that? The opposite? It's a way of life and set of attitudes opposed to to or at variance with the prevailing social norm. I am a counterculture. Oh, you definitely are. You, <laughs> you don't agree with anybody. So counterculture is somebody that really goes against the norm. A way of life and set of attitudes opposed to or at variance with the prevailing social norm. Yeah. So I don't even know if there is a social norm right now. It's kind of wacky out there right now. I'm going to read you the sentence. Let's hear the sentence for Helter Skelter. Flower crowns and bell-bottom jeans were the uniform of the hippie counterculture of the 1960s. Okay. See, that's exactly what I thought it was. Something where 
somebody just totally goes against every the way every the let's say the way the majority is going there's always going to be a small group that stands up and says damn the man yeah yeah okay so counter name the movie that you just said that from damn the man empire records yeah yeah so anyways all right well do you have anything else you know i one of the things that actually i just wanted to mention was uh actually you know what we'll talk about that another podcast I was going to talk about hair follicles that might be coming into play, and it's getting serious. There's actually a couple of things that are looking at new. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. We'll we'll hit that on another podcast because we're coming up on 40 minutes here. All righty. You ready? Ready to get out of here? Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.